0: Well, good morning. Great to see you all and even greater to see the sun shining, right? <laughs> I felt like we were back in Noah's day last weekend. My goodness. Lots of water. Lots of water. Well, today we are celebrating Godet Sunday or Mary's Sunday. That's why we light the pink candle And we heard or recited back and forth to one another her Magnificat, Mary's Magnificat, at the joy of promises fulfilled, as she recounts. He has come to help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers Abraham and his children forever, Do you realize that's us, too? We're those people. Well, I've got a question or two for you this morning. I'm wondering, who do you look to follow? Who do you emulate? Who do you try and pattern your life after? Maybe it's a grandmother or a parent. That have such past since past. Maybe it's Joel Osteen. Then again, maybe not. What promises do you entertain in your heart? The latest promise of some product fulfilling what you need to make you look younger or some other ad? Or do you ponder and cherish the word of the Lord? One, I would say, is fulfilling and the other is not. But then again, who are you waiting for? A savior or a mere man? A mere man to be a savior. John the Baptist today, we hear, asks Jesus via a messenger or several, are you the one or are we to wait for another? Who are you waiting for? Jesus doesn't answer directly, as so often his practice, but rather sends John's disciples back to report to him what they heard and saw. He sent them to testify. The scriptures are being fulfilled. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf man hear. The dead are raised. The poor have good news brought to them. Blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me, Jesus. It's not without purpose that this harkens back to the picture of restoration that we read in the Isaiah passage of water bubbling up in desert lands. Jesus clearly is fulfilling God's promise and covenant with his people. He is God's fulfillment, the long-awaited for the long-awaited, has now come to earth. Restoration has begun. In the gospel, we see John 2 is caught up in the fulfilling of God's promise made in the Old Testament in Isaiah 41 through 11 and also from Malachi where it says, See, I'm sending a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Now the fulfillment of God's promises on those of us who have been baptized into the kingdom of heaven. Let me say that again. Did you realize that as those who have been baptized into the kingdom of heaven, now the fulfillment of those promises of God fall on us? Those of us who have our name written in the book of life in heaven, that's right. Yeah, you and I, crazy as it seems, we are now the ones with a greater opportunity and responsibility than even John the Baptist, that locust-eating, camel-hair-dressing guy. We now are the ones to prepare the way for Jesus Christ, for his coming again, a radical thought, yet the scriptures say, greater are the least, which I would say we are, than even John, might require some rethinking of how we see ourselves, for it says, no one has risen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Wow. Wow. It's a little scary, I say. So how might we be ones to prepare the way for Jesus Christ, for his coming again? Well, I think that the first call of action is to be awake to the fact that we are in this privileged spot, in the steps of John the Baptist, in that line of Jesus' family. And so that means that we are to be awake and we are to be aware and we are to be watchful as those like a night watchman on a ship. Ready, awaiting, with expectation, Christ will come again. And We get to prepare the way for that coming anew. It's both already and yet still to come. I'd say it's important that we reacquaint ourselves with his promises because we are bombarded each day by so many promises that I would say are false promises from our media. And what we can bank on, what we can stand on, like this hope that I stood on a few weeks ago, and I won't do that again, but metaphorically, promises of God are what we can bank on more than anything in the rest of the world. And so it's imperative that we familiarize ourselves, that we recite them, that we rehearse them, that we store them in our hearts as part of how we pass on to this next generation that comes in our midst, to make sure they too know the promises, that they too Learn about being a disciple, not just of John, but of Jesus Christ. And I would say, as John called all those who came to him in the wilderness, to repent. Repent daily, to keep a short list. To turn, turn and follow God and his ways. To follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. It starts in small ways, that following of the Holy Spirit. And as we follow his lead, in those small ways, larger ways open up. And we can trust he will fulfill his promises even through us. For God is a good God and he keeps his promises. We don't know how many times it was that Mary had said yes to the Lord, let it be so with me, before she said yes, that big, big yes, to carrying the salvation for humanity by surrendering her will to God's will, saying, let it be holy, thine. We're all disciples of this Jesus Christ, what an honor and privilege, and a high expectation in this day and age. May we continue that practice of surrendering our will for God's will, that we might be fully used to birth what he is doing in this season, in and through this place, for the goodness of the kingdom of heaven. Amen.